the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, the good news is the FBI did not raid our homes last night. Uh, welcome, everybody. Hello. I'm Todd Starnes. So delighted to have you with us today. Uh, wow, we've got a lot going on, and uh, we're going to be we're going to be taking your calls. Uh, let me give you a rundown of who we can expect today. Senator Bill Haggerty is going to be here. Uh, he's been traveling uh, on campaigns across the nation. Was just in Georgia. He's also going to weigh in on last night's uh, Biden screed. Monica Crowley is going to be here. Our good friend Dalton Glasscock is going to weigh in on politics in the heartland. Some big races out in that area, and also. So, Pastor Jack Hibbs from Southern California, Calvary Chapel, uh, he is uh, has been very involved in politics and encouraging people of faith to get out the vote. Now, we've got a, a lot to talk about and a lot of audio to play uh, throughout today's program, and uh, we're going to start off with this speech last night in Washington, D.C. So, uh, President Biden was addressing a um a large crowd of democrats and instead of instead of easing up on the campaign rhetoric the president actually went out there and he literally poured gasoline on a burning fire that's exactly what the president did yesterday and it is an ugly thing that happened now, the president is, is trying to convince the American people that all of you conservatives are dangerous. And basically, here's what he said in a nutshell, that if you vote Republican, then you are a threat to democracy. That's what the president said. He also let a faux pas, a faux pas out yesterday, cut number one. We don't settle our differences in America with a riot, a mob, or a bullet, or a hammer. We settle them peaceably at the battle at the battle box. The ballot box. No, no, you got it right the first time, pal. The battle box. You got it right because that's exactly what he's doing. Joe Biden talked code yesterday to every Democrat operative, every member of BLM, every member of Antifa. They got their marching orders. Now I want you to understand something. What happened to Paul Pelosi was a heinous thing, and we've condemned it from day one on this program. But there's a whole lot of stuff that doesn't smell right about that. There is a stench permeating from that particular issue. 
And we don't know what went down, but I do know this. There's no way that you've got a pro-LGBT, pro-BLM nudist who is a MAGA supporter. I don't buy it for a minute, and neither should you. So anyway, the so Biden is out there last night. He's giving these people their marching orders to go after and harass all of you Democrats. Now, again, the whole point of this is you people, the listeners of the Todd Stearns radio program, you people are a threat to democracy, and you people have to be stopped. But what have we been talking about for years on this radio program, that whenever the Democrats accuse you of doing something that you know you did not do, You know you're not a white supremacist. You know you're not a racist, but that's what they're calling you. And the reason they do that is they're projecting. And we're going to go back in time. And, again, you had Barack Hussein Obama out there on the campaign trail. And Barack Obama is is out there, and he is uh, being heckled in these gatherings. And Obama is out there um, giving them the what for. Cut number 13. Hold up. Hey, young man, young man, just, just listen for a second. You know, you, you, you have to be polite and civil. When people are talking, then other people are talking, and then you, you get a chance to talk. Set up your own rally. Set, a lot of people worked hard for this. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. My brother, my sisters. Obama's got that fake black preacher voice. He's not a black preacher. His mother's a white woman, for crying out loud. But every time Obama goes in front of a predominantly black audience, he plays to the crowd. It really is pandering at its worst. But Obama's out there, and he's being heckled. And the reason why Obama's even out there is because the Democrats don't want Joe, they don't want Joe Biden anywhere around their candidates right now. They, they don't want him. They don't want the VP. They don't want any of these people out there. So they're sending Obama out, and even the great orator himself cannot even rally the crowd. Half of the gymnasium was empty when Obama gave a speech over the weekend in Detroit, Michigan. So you got Obama out there, and he's saying, come on, man. We need you people to be polite. You got to be civil. Really, Mr. President? Really, Barack Hussein Obama, you're, you're talking, you, you, sir, are telling people, you're telling the Republicans to be civil and to be polite. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the man who back in 2007, right outside of Philadelphia, and I was there in the field when it happened. Barack Obama stood up and he told that crowd of Democrats, and you might remember what was happening at the time. John McCain was the nominee, and things were getting ugly out there. Things were getting heated. McCain was making some inroads. Sarah Palin had been named as the VP, and and man, people were fired up. They were ready to put McCain in the White House. And what did Obama do? He got up in front of that crowd of people, and he said, you people listen to me. He says, when they bring a knife to the fight, you bring a gun. That's what Barack Hussein Obama did. That's who he is. This man has never held a professional job, a J-O-B job. What he did in in Chicago before he got elected to the state house and then the states and the U.S. Senate, this man was a professional community organizer. He was a rabble rouser. His job was to get into the streets and and encourage people to go pillaging and plundering and looting. That's who Barack Obama is, ladies and gentlemen. So do not be fooled. Do not be fooled by the fancy words of the great orator. This guy is just as bad as Joe Biden is. And by the way, Barack Hussein Obama is calling the shots in this White House. 
So I want to go back, and we've we've gone into the Todd Starnes Radio Show archives, and I want you to hear the voices of Democrats promoting violence on the campaign trail. To win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. But until then, the only thing that the Republicans seem to recognize and respect is strength. When they go low, we kick and if you see anybody in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. We're not survivors. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. Not be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. Get up and please get up in the face of some Congress people. Is this the quote unquote mob? Michelle says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No. No. When they go low, we kick them. By the way, that was the Attorney General, Eric Holder. When, when they go low, we kick them. We kick them. We bash their skulls in. That's what we going to do. That's Eric Holder. You heard Hillary Clinton. That was her voice. We're not talking about backbenchers here. We're talking about leaders of the Democrat Party calling and advocating for violence in the street. By the way, guess who else was in that, in that uh, montage? One, Nancy Pelosi, saying that there should be uprisings uprisings ladies and gentlemen that sounds to me like um revolution that sounds to me like an insurrection so where is her committee where's the committee investigating nancy pelosi and that's the point there are no committees investigating the democrats because they get away with it in the mainstream media they let them get away with it because they all believe that people who are conservative and believe in the constitution They believe that we should be silenced, we should be eradicated. So you've got yesterday Joe Biden and Obama warning that people are going to get hurt. Yeah, they're the ones doing the punching. Keep in mind, the guy who attacked Paul Pelosi is what? We know for a fact he's an illegal illegal alien. We know for a fact that he is a progressive radical. We know for a fact that he's pro-BLM. So we know where he comes from. We know that guy's DNA. He's not a conservative. And you got Joe Biden out there trying to compare what happened to Paul Pelosi to January 6th. Cut number nine, please. He woke him up. He wanted to tie him up. The assailant ended up using a hammer to smash Paul's skull. Thankfully, by the grace of God, Paul survived. All this happened after the assault. And it just, I, it's hard to even say. It's hard to even say. After the assailant entered the home asking, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Those are the very same words used by the mob when they stormed the United States Capitol on January the 6th. So here's what's going to happen. The next time anybody comes into Pelosi's office up on Capitol Hill and says, hey, where's Nancy? Boom. They're taken out. They're tasered and dragged out of the building and thrown in jail. Apparently that's a crime. 
But just because the guy allegedly said, where's Nancy, doesn't mean he's a right-wing extremist. But another observation from last night's speech, and I, and I want to get your take on it. You saw the speech. What was your takeaway from that speech last night? 844-747-8868. It's a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I'm curious to know your takeaway. But there was another observation I had as I, as I watched the speech. Biden never mentioned anything about Congressman Lee Zeldin who was nearly stabbed in the carotid artery during a campaign event in New York State. Why didn't Biden mention that? Why is it that Biden is just going after the Republicans when, in fact, it's the other side that's causing most of the violence? I didn't hear Joe Biden condemning the attack on Steve Scalise at the, at the softball game, at the baseball practice. What about the, what about the near assassination of, of, of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh? Where was Joe Biden talking about that? I mean, at the very least, he could have said, you know what, Democrats, we've got to do the same thing. We've got to play nice. We've got to stand down. We've got to tone down the rhetoric. But he didn't say that. As a matter of fact, he said nothing about 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson of North Dakota, who was literally run over in the streets, slaughtered his dead, lifeless body left in the streets with tread marks on the body where this evil monster ran over this young kid because he happened to be a Republican. Why isn't Biden talking about that kid? They're talking about George Floyd all the time. What about this young man? Or what about Marco Rubio's volunteer who was attacked by four thugs, four goons, right outside of Miami, Florida? The poor kid was canvassing, going door-to-door, knocking, asking people to vote for Marco Rubio. And that kid is in a hospital, broken jaw, going to have to have facial reconstruction surgery, internal bleeding. Why the hell didn't Biden talk about that kid? What about Senator Rand Paul, who was nearly beaten to death by his neighbor, a radical leftist? Instead of condemning that, you know what they did? Nancy Pelosi's daughter celebrated. There was no condemnation from the mainstream media, none whatsoever. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want you to buy into this rhetoric. Not at all. Don't believe it. It's the conservatives that are getting beaten in the streets, and it's been that way for over a decade now. And it's got to stop. I point you back to 2016, San Jose, California. Ugly, bloody scenes in San Jose as protesters attack Trump supporters outside rally. Trump supporters were pelted with eggs and balloons their signs were stolen, hats were, were stolen, and they were burned. People were bloodied and beaten. This is what conservatives have had to put up with for years now. And I don't know about you, but I'm sick of it. And I don't know about you, but every single day I'm going to call these people out on it. It's not right. It's absolutely not right. They want you to fear your vote. They want you to be afraid to get out of your house on Election Day and go down and vote at your local precinct. That's the point of last night's speech. That was despicable, what the President of the United States did. The man ought to be dragged out of the White House and thrown off the property. It was a despicable thing he did. He poured gasoline on a burning fire, and then he turns around and he blames the victims. That's despicable. 
Got to take a break. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. We're taking your observations about the president's speech last night. Did it embolden you? Are you are you more likely now to go and vote on Election Day? This is the Todd Stern Show. You guys have helped build MyPillow into an incredible company it is today. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set made with USA cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. Or go to MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS and use the promo code STARNS. trying to succeed where they failed in 2020 to suppress the right of voters and subvert the electoral system itself. That means denying your right to vote and deciding whether your vote even counts. Instead of waiting until an election is over, they're starting well before it. They're starting now. They've emboldened violence and intimidation of voters and election officials. It's estimated that there are more than 300 election deniers on the ballot all across America this year. All right. Uh, the man's a liar. As a matter of fact, in the state of Georgia, I'll just give you a quick example. In the state of Georgia, more people have been able to cast early votes and more black voters. This is historic numbers now. More black voters casting early votes. And yet now the White House turns around and says, yes, that's an example of of, of the vote being suppressed. Uh, these people flat out lie to you. They think that you are stupid. But ladies and gentlemen, our audience is not stupid. We know. And all I can tell you is on Election Day, we've got to let justice roll down like a river. And we've got to send a very clear message to the radical progressives that we're not going to be a socialist nation. And if that requires just eradicating every elected member of Congress who is a Democrat, they get all voted out of office on Election Day, then I say so be it. I'm telling you, folks, I am feeling every single day more encouraged that we are going to have a landslide victory for Republicans. Now, there is a caveat to that. I'm going to get to that in just a moment, but I want to go to the phone. Steve in central Arkansas wants to weigh in here. Steve, what say you? Todd, I love what you're saying, but don't take any offense to this. You're kind of, you're kind of preaching to the choir. You're not, you're not getting to the people who need to hear this about uh, the allegations and the on a balance of stuff that the Democrats are doing. What I challenge the Republican Party to do, and right now I'm only seeing two Republicans do a good job of this. Every time a microphone gets stuck in their face, when they're on the mainstream media where 
The Democrats don't want this stuff getting out. They need to turn this conversation to that and start rattling off the stuff you're saying. Yes, yes, and that's why we're doing it, Steve. I, I hear you. Hey, we got to run. The computer's going to cut us off here. And that's the point. Is I, Ladies and gentlemen, we are equipping you with knowledge to send to your elected leaders. We'll be right back. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that Biden's threats last night are really going to do that much to the American people. But there is, in the back of your mind, if you're just an average American citizen, you're not that involved in politics. You're conservative. You vote the right way. But then you see Biden coming out, and, and he was threatening you last night. And we know that, and we know that in the back of um, everybody's mind are these FBI raids on the pro-life leaders and the parents who complain at the school board. It goes on and on and on. And so we know that there is that possibility, that threat that Biden could dispatch the FBI to your home. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. Anyway, Joe Biden is out there, and he's. Now telling us, and this is my only concern, my only concern from last night's speech, I'm not concerned about the violence. Conservatives can take care of themselves. I mean, the reality is we have more guns than they do, right? I mean, we support the Second Amendment. So I think everybody will be able to protect their their families uh, and their homes and their businesses. I, I have no doubt about that. And also, and, and hear me on this, we are to be happy warriors, we cannot engage in the behavior of the left. We don't, we're not supposed to go out there and burn down buildings and riot and pillage and plunder and loot the Wawa. That's not what we do. But what I am saying here is be smart. Engage your constitutional rights and watch your six. That's what you got to do. So anyway, Biden, this is where I'm a little concerned. Biden strongly hinted that we're not going to know who won on election night. Cut number four. We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America. We know that many states don't start counting those ballots until after the polls close on November 8th. That means in some cases we won't know the winner of the election for a few days until a few days after the election. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. It's always been important for citizens in democracy to be informed and engaged. Now it's important 
for citizens to be patient as well. That's how it's supposed to work. So what Biden is saying there is, uh, folks, Democrats, it's going to take us a few days to scrounge up enough votes to make sure that we win. That's what Biden is saying there. Folks, there's absolutely no reason why the most exceptional nation on the planet cannot count all of its votes on election night. There's absolutely no reason why that cannot happen. It had it used to happen, but when I'm going back to 2000 when you had the the infamous hanging chads in Florida, the elections have been a joke. And the problem is that Republicans have removed themselves from the election process. In other words, you guys, you go out and you vote, and that's it. But we've got no poll watchers. We've got nobody willing to stand there at the ballot box and make sure there are no shenanigans. The Democrats, they got everybody down there because they know that when when the numbers are close, it's very helpful to have some Democrats there to throw in a couple of extra ballots here and there. So that's what Biden was trying to say last night. This morning, uh, the president's chief of staff was explaining what this was all about last night. It was just a weird speech, a weird speech. Uh, Cut number 15. Okay, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Anyway, that's Ron Klain, the White House chief of staff, saying that the president's speech was one final warning to the American people. The president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, uh, issue one final warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt, uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. People uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial in this election. Uh, And, of course, uh, the horrible incident uh, uh, involving Speaker Pelosi and her family, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, showing the rising threat of political violence. One final warning. And the warning is that you better be careful who you vote for. I mean, that's the the warning coming out of out of this address. May I just say, are are you guys buying any of this at all? Biden is completely clueless. The American people they don't care about what happened on J six. The American people they don't care about the twenty twenty presidential election. And the people out there who say they believe the election was stolen. And you know what? Those people have a God-given right to say that. That right is protected under the United States Constitution. I don't believe the election was fair. I do believe the election was stolen. And I do believe that some Republican governors have taken steps to make sure that that will not happen again. I would say some, not all. Which is why we've got to be out there in full force on Election Day to make sure no shenanigans happen. 844-747-8868. Let's go to the phones. Bill in Georgia, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd, ditto to what you, you just mentioned. Um, I live in two towns, one in Clemson and one in Georgia. They're both college towns. Uh, anytime I speak with a young college girl, and I'm an old man, but every time I speak to them just in passing, they're voting Democrat. They have voting parties. Okay, they they encourage voting by mail. Um, the the level of fraud that can take place through the mail in voting is a lot higher, in my opinion, than uh, in person with with an ID. So I would encourage everyone, uh, as you have, everyone listening to this radio station has to go out and vote Republican. If they don't, 
then they have no excuse to even complain about the election. Okay, there's no reason why with early voting, mail-in voting, and in-person voting on election day that everyone on this radio station cannot vote. And what you mentioned about uh, the the poll watchers, the the Democrats, you know, the, they're like the fox guarding the chicken coop, right? And if we have, if they haven't been held accountable to keep this fraud from happening again, what you you know, what you allow will continue. So that's on us, you know, and obviously our politicians that we vote in. So I'm I'm just hoping and praying that we all just get out there and vote. That's how important it is to me. Bill, that's all, that's all we can do. Now the question is, okay, what happens? Let's just, and and you, you, you hate to talk in hypotheticals here, but there are new polls coming out and they're suggesting that the Democrats are going to hold on to the Senate and they could possibly hold on to the house. I don't believe those to be legitimate polls, but let's just say if, in fact, the Democrats do come out victorious, at that point, I think you are going to have conservatives, you're going to have Republicans that will be marching in the streets peacefully, marching in the streets, though, to demand justice, because I don't. there's no well, way the Democrats are going to be able to pull this off. And hopefully that doesn't need to happen, but you know we're held to a different standard, okay? Even peaceful protests will probably be the ones rounded up, whereas if a Democrat burns down the city, they, they're giving more money and courage. So that's a double standard that we're living by. And I'm just hoping and praying that, uh, you know, that it comes out fair. I didn't even watch the elections on election night in 2020 because I knew with the mail-in voter fraud potential there without it being a tested system, I knew that there was uh, it was going to be exploited. And, and sure enough, I believe it, it truly was. So it is what it is. But we're, I'm, I'm praying and I'm encouraging everybody that I know to get out and vote, get out and vote. There's no excuse not to in almost every case, you know. That's it, Bill. Appreciate the call. And, uh, folks, I would encourage you to follow Bill's advice. By the way, Biden in the speech also said that the midterm election results could be illegitimate. So, in other words, he's becoming an election denier. That, that's, who, that's who Joe Biden is. Again, uh, Homeland Security now making it official. The guy who attacked Paul Pelosi, an illegal alien, he overstayed a B-2 tourist visa. Also, you might remember a couple of days ago, we told you about Katie Hobbs. She's running for governor in Arizona. And uh, she said that she her campaign office had been broken into, and she actually blamed it on Carrie Lake. Well, it turns out that the person who broke in had nothing to do with Carrie Lake. The person who uh, stands accused is an illegal alien named Daniel Moto dos Reyes, 36 years old, from Portugal. Arrived in the United States as a registered student in 2018. And he's now been charged with criminal trespassing and burglary charges. You know what has not happened in uh, Arizona? No apology from Katie Hobbs for smearing our friend Carrie Lake. Oh, Obama, by the way, is out there uh, in Arizona. Here's what Obama had to say about Carrie Lake. Cut 16. Now, here in Arizona, there's no question that, that Katie Hobbs' opponent, she's good in front of the camera because she's been doing it for a long time. Right? So, some people don't know this, but uh, apparently Carrie Lake actually interviewed me back in 2016 when I was president. She was a she was a local news anchor. She was doing her job. I, I have to admit, I, I, I don't have you know a, a clear memory of the interview. It's a little fuzzy, but I, I do know this: at the time, 
I don't remember thinking that she was the kind of person who would push debunked COVID remedies or promise to issue a declaration of invasion at our border or claim without any evidence that the 2020 election was stolen. I guess that stuff came later because she found it convenient because she thought, well, here's an opportunity to get attention. L listen, it, if we hadn't just elected somebody whose main qualification was being on TV, you could see maybe giving it a shot. What's the worst that could happen? Well, now we know. It doesn't just work out just because somebody's been on TV. Turns out, turns out being president or governor is about more than snappy lines and good lighting. What about race? It's about more than having a good anchor voice. Oops, did I say that out loud? Oops. It's about understanding what people are going through. It's about coming up with real solutions for how to make your life better. This isn't a reality show. If Carrie Lake is your governor, we know what she'll be focused on. Because Donald Trump told us. He said if somebody asked Carrie, how's your family? She says the election was rigged and stolen. All right. Man, what a mean-spirited person. And I, I have to apologize. Uh, very rarely are we wrong on this radio program, but when we are, we, we fess up. And I said earlier in the show that Obama was the great orator. Uh, folks, that guy, what's happened to Obama? And he says he's got, he's got a fog, a memory fog. Has he been back on the, um, is he a member of the Shoom gang again? Is he uh, smoking the doobies over there at the multi-million dollar seaside mansion of Martha's Vineyard? I don't know. But he goes on and he talks about, I mean, he's really mocking Carrie Lake for being a TV journalist. And you heard him say, you know, as if that's, if, as if that qualifies you to be a governor. Well, you know what? The only reason Barack Obama got elected was because of the color of his skin. Hate to break it to you, ladies and gentlemen. But you had a lot of white liberals who had guilt. And uh, I, I, look, I covered that campaign. I was a reporter. I traveled with Obama. I was embedded with the campaign. And every single day, every single stop, I would wade into the crowds and I would ask people why they were voting for Obama. And they told me. So he needs to be really careful with that line of questioning. Because that can go south pretty quickly. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. The big election is next week. But do you really know what's at stake? Rob Schmidt certainly does. Uh, every night this week, he's on Newsmax, and he's talking about the real issues the big media will not talk about. Rob is going to show us how inflation really is killing the American people, and Congress is doing nothing. He also takes a look at our border and soaring crime, the radical left, the dangers of the woke agenda. All this week, Rob is speaking with the candidates in the big races that will change America. I mean, he gets up close and personal in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Nevada, Georgia, Arizona, you name it, even New Hampshire. Folks, this is why I'm a big fan of Rob Schmidt tonight on Newsmax, and you should be too. Newsmax already the hottest cable news channel in America. Millions of people are switching to Newsmax. Watch Rob Schmidt tonight. Make Newsmax your favorite TV station. You won't look back.
This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. All right, Grace, you're going to have to help me out here. I'm incredibly confused. And very rarely do I get incredibly confused. But NBC News reporting that transgender people are having a tough go of it over at the... um, at the ballot box. Uh, NBC News now says that voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people. So um, they want to do something about that. I'm not quite sure how you do something about that. Yeah, I mean, me neither. If your name is Carl and you're a male, <laughs> yes. and all of a sudden you show up at the ballot box and your name is Charlene. It's a little confusing. It's confusing. What are the poll workers supposed to do? But here's here's what gets me. You know, the uh, the passports now are going, you can mark X. Oh, yeah. So what happens, I'm just curious here. Let's say Carl wants to go and wants to vacation in lovely downtown Tehran, Iran. It's very nice this time of year right oh, here. okay. And so Carl is uh, heading over to uh, Tehran, and he has to show his passport. And lo and behold, you know, Carl is Carl on the passport, but is Charlene now in real life. Carl, come on, man. How will the Iranians respond? I'm not sure. I don't think they'll take it too well. You don't think they Uh -uh, would? I don't think they'll be very kind. But it's crazy. You know, this this whole transgender uh, issue, and it's becoming a big issue in Germantown, Tennessee, uh, which is, uh, we have lots of listeners, Grace, on KWAM, our flagship station. And um, it's funny because you have these people who say they're conservative, they're a nonpartisan race. Yes. So you can't run as a Republican or a Democrat. So you have these people out there saying, oh, I'm a conservative, but I'm also supporting this radical pro-trans, pro-gender agenda. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you, that doesn't make any sense to me. How can you be a conservative and support that? Yeah, it's confusing and for some, just your average voter, you know. And some of the stuff we're getting. So get this. One of the conservatives of the race, we actually have talked to her. Her name is Carrie Schween. She's one of these conservative moms, you know, the um, the moms that are now running for school board. Yeah. And, man, she is hated among the, the leftists. She is. I've never seen so much hate for a school and board member. And by leftist, member. I mean the establishment Republicans who live in Germantown. They <laughs> hate this woman. And the reason why is she and her friends are exposing a lot of this nonsense that's been sort of infecting the school curriculum. True. And I say good for her. I mean, you know, as long as you have the evidence, I'm saying let's have at it. 
Yeah. But there's a local business. I'm not going to name the business, but it's a it's a very popular business. And the, the woman who owns it is very conservative. And she put up a Carrie Schween sign in her establishment. And so the apparently a relative of, of the uh, one of the school board members has been waging some sort of a boycott campaign and got all offended. And now people were calling up and they're threatening the store. It was so bad the store owner had to take down the sign. Yeah, that's just terrible. You know, and I know what businesses business it is, and I love that business. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want it look. Yeah, I, nah. they, they, yeah, they, they didn't think they were going to be mentioned on a national, you know, radio program. Exactly. But I will say this: I would have kept the sign up and dared anybody to say something. That's true. These it's your people, are, these people are really despicable that are going after Carrie Schween. They're just bullies, and we're going to call point. them. That, you know what? That's what they are. They're just bullies, and they're liars too. Liars and bullies. And there's some freaks in that mix, mix too, because I've seen all the uh, the attacks. It's insane. One of the ladies who's like a strong conservative, her last name is Starnes, and oh, they're no. they're literally convinced that she is my wife. No, and yeah, no, and she can't convince them otherwise. I kind of feel uh. bad for her. That's she's a loo. We might want to send her a card, maybe some popcorn from Wolf River. Hey, stick around. Hour two coming up. Hang in there, Carrie Schween. We got your back. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. We are five days until the midterm elections. Five days, ladies and gentlemen, to retake America, to stop the Democrats and their radical socialist regime. And uh, we have some great guests coming up. Monica Crowley is going to be here uh, in just a little while. Also, our good friend Jack Hibbs from Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills in California. Uh, He's been very active in the uh, conservative movement there. But right now, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, a good friend of this program, and he is my senator, Senator Bill Haggerty from the great state of Tennessee. Senator, hope you're doing good today. Todd, I'm doing absolutely great, Nick. I couldn't be better than to be on with you and my good friend Monica Crowley coming on later. Sounds like you can have a great lineup today. You know, the Tennessee Volunteers, number one in the nation, Republicans surging <laughs> in the polls, and we've got sunny skies in Memphis, and nobody's gotten shot today. So it's a great day. <laughs> hey, that's, that's great. Well, 
There's sunny skies where I am, too. I'm in North Carolina right now. I'm in the car right behind my good friend Ted Budd. We've been over here campaigning. We're you know, stampeding the state. The energy is awesome here. Ted is going to win this race. He's got the momentum right now to do it. You know, this has been a close one. The Democrats have dumped millions upon millions of dollars in here trying to destroy Ted. He is pulling it through and, and delivering the message. I'm just pleased to be here to help him. Last week, I was with Herschel Walker in Georgia. You think about that debate that Herschel had with uh, Reverend Warnock and the, 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 the way they played that up. That you know, I think expectations were set so low for Herschel, and frankly, they were set pretty high for Warnock. Warnock loses that debate big time. He goes in and deflects and doesn't answer, tries to be slick. People see right through that. Herschel spoke from his heart. And Herschel is feeling it. The momentum is there with him. He's going to win Georgia. So I'm feeling very good about uh, where I've been and, and where I'm going. I don't know if I told you this, Todd, but I'm headed up to New Hampshire tonight. General is Don that Bullock right? Is now, yes. St. Anselm College now has him up one and a half points ahead of Maggie Hassan. So we have now put New Hampshire in play. Then from there, I'm going to head out to Nevada. I think Adam Laxalt is going to take that state, and I'm going to finish it up in Arizona with Blake Masters. We can run the table. I'm going to do everything I can to try to help my colleagues do that, but I feel very good about taking the Senate and taking it by, by a nice margin. Yeah, I'm I'm very encouraged by the polling data. We had Matt Towery on, and uh, we had the Trafalgar Group on this past week, mm-hmm. and uh, their numbers are looking very good. They're predicting uh, pretty much a red tsunami um, on election day, and their polling data is pretty spot on. So, you know, I think this is just a matter of getting out the vote. Uh, I'm very excited and encouraged to hear that Walker is doing well. And, of course, it's interesting because Brian Kemp has pretty much been walking away with that gubernatorial race uh, upwards of what double-digit leads over yes. Stacey Abrams in the polls. You know, there's a phenomenon happening there in Georgia, too, that I find quite interesting. Joe Biden wanted to come in and help Stacey Abrams. She won't be seen on stage with Joe Biden. Then Stacey Abrams wanted to come in and help Raphael Warnock. He won't be seen on stage with Stacey Abrams now. The toxicity in Georgia is awful. And I think what we've done is we've turned the Democrats on their ear. It is a cesspool down there on the Democrat Party side. And Herschel's going to walk right through this. Uh, I feel very good about that. The other thing that I'm noticing here, and Todd, I'm, I'm, sure, you're, I'm sure you're hearing this too, but it's, it doesn't poll. And I've been over around Fort Bragg earlier today. It doesn't show up in the polls when you ask people what their top issues are. Well, it's the economy, it's our energy security, it's crime, it's the border, it's our national security broadly. But when you talk with someone around Fort Bragg, and I think you talk with people in Tennessee about what happened in Afghanistan, how the Biden administration embarrassed us as a nation, how our soldiers made promises that Biden broke, people have this deep-seated feeling of incompetence, of gross mismanagement and incompetence. And the Biden administration and the Democrats have been behind it. No one has apologized. No one's been held accountable. And I think that's very deep in the hearts of Americans. Well, we have a lot of radio stations in North Carolina that, that carry this show, and uh, one of them over in the Moorhead City area, and, of course, a massive military population there. And we get the calls, uh, not just from mem- you know, members of the, the military, but also their parents and yeah. veterans who are just really angered not only about Afghanistan, but really this wokeness that has infected uh, this cancel culture that has infected the, the U.S. military. And people are very concerned about that. Todd, you use a great choice of words. Infected is just is the perfect choice of words for this wokeness that's creeping through everything. We need to force 
that's the most lethal and the most respected force in the world, not the most woke force in the world. This misdirection, again, coming from the very top, the Biden administration and, and you know, the Secretary of Defense that wants to deploy all of these woke policies rather than deploy real power. It makes us weak in the eyes of our enemies. It makes our allies more concerned and perhaps less respectful of us. We've got to turn this around. And Joe Biden is the cause of it. I think the American public knows it. And they know that the Democrats and the Senate and the House have been empowering all of it. Senator Bill Haggerty on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. He is on the road campaigning with uh, with our good friend Ted Budd. And Ted's been on this program many, many times over the years. you got to be sure to make sure he buys you lunch, uh, Senator. So... Uh... He, he knows where all the good eating spots are there in the Carolinas. Well, we were having a big debate today over barbecue. Oh, yeah. I'm very, very, very passionate about Tennessee barbecue, but they've got a pretty good product over here in North Carolina. And somebody piped up and said, well, you know, North Carolina and Tennessee are once the same state. So that kind of put Ted and I both both in an odd position of saying, well, we're, we, we, we love all the barbecue. There you go. Well, have to do it Memphis all the way over here to North Carolina. You got to go check out this place called Biscuitville. That's a pretty good chain of restaurants over there. So they've got I'll pretty good biscuits. Yeah, I'll ask them about it. Um, Senator, I want to ask you about this bizarre speech that it really wasn't just bizarre. It was really despicable. The speech the president gave last night seemed to me like he was just pouring gasoline on a fire. You know, the, the president is just completely out to lunch, and he somehow believes that dividing this nation is the, 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 the path to be on. You think about this, Todd. This is the biggest bait and switch in politics that the American public's ever seen. They campaign Joe Biden as the great unifier. He's going to come in and unify America, and he's been the most divisive president that we have ever seen. You know, you think about this, Senator, I was just, I'm working on a new book, and so I was just kind of analyzing what's been happening over the past couple of months on the campaign trail. And what I think is fascinating is that it turns out the only people really talking about the what happened in 2020 at the ballot box are the Democrats. I mean, by and large, every major candidate out there on the Republican side is focused on those issues you and I just talked about, crime, the economy, the border, and the military. Uh, so it seems like the that, that President Biden is really grasping for straws here. Oh, I, I think that's right. You, you see Stacey Abrams down in Georgia pulling on the same, you know, pulling on the same message line that basically says the only way to turn the economy around is to have unlimited access to abortion. It's just, it's, it's just completely disconnected. And as you say, they want to go and, you know, focus on the election of 2020 and demonize all Republicans. You think about that speech that Joe Biden gave, gave at, uh, at Freedom Hall in Philadelphia. That was beneath the president at every level to call half of the nation, you know, despicable. Uh, you know, the, the way he talked about people that supported President Trump, that voted for President Trump, that was only 75 million people the last time I checked on. You know, um, and, and Senator, look, I mean, you've got and you, you mentioned that you're heading up to New Hampshire and uh, General um, General uh, Bulldog was nearly attacked. Uh, some guy tried to throw a punch yesterday at a campaign event. They were able to arrest the guy, and he wasn't injured at all. Uh, no doubt the, the general could have taken care of himself. But yeah. when you when you hear all these these uh, comments coming from the Democrats about violence and threats, the, the Democrats are the ones who are doing this. They're actually engaged in that behavior. Uh, Republicans, we're supposed to be happy warriors out there. I don't see us throwing punches and trying to stab people like Lee Zeldin on the, on the stage. No, I think it's just, uh, again, this hypocrisy is unbelievable. And no offense to, 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 to you, Todd. You're a great member of the media, but there's a lot of media that won't cover this or they spin it in a very different direction. 
You think back about what happened in the summer of 2020, violence all over the place. and The Democrats were stoking it. Kamala Harris was raising money for, for, for bail funds to bail criminals out of jail. And it's the Democrat-run cities with cash, you know, no cash bail with these policies where the prosecutors won't prosecute the crime. They are basically supporting violence. I mean, they, they become the party for violent criminals. But certainly they've become the best ally that the illegal drug cartels in the northern border of Mexico could ever have. And it, this is just uh, this is part and parcel to what they're doing. The American public see through it. They want crime off of our streets. They want our border secure. And they want the Democrats out of office. Senator, real quick, before we let you go, um, I'm curious, day one, what do you think the big issue is going to be for Senate Republicans if you guys reclaim the majority? Well, we're going to have an, an election here on November the 8th. And, and day one, when we get back there, which will be the 14th of November, we're going to be in a lame duck session. Chuck Schumer's promised to make that painful. I can't imagine voting other than for our defense authorization bill. I can't ma- imagine voting for anything that he puts on the table because it's going to be just a, a, a blood curdling rush to put all of these bad policies back out. So there's going to be a brutal fight uh, getting us through the lame duck session, hopefully not shutting the government down in the process. And then when we do take control in January, what you're going to see is something that we have not seen for the past two years. That is accountability. Take hold. That means that the gavel passes to the Republicans. The Republicans can now set the agenda. We can now bring these cabinet secretaries in like Mayorkas, who's supposedly running DHS, Department of Homeland Security, and really begin to hold them accountable. I'm on the Appropriations Committee. We shouldn't be funding these departments that aren't doing their job. You think about what's happening over at DOJ and how they weaponized you know, our Department of Justice, the FBI, and law enforcement to make them just tools of the political party in power right now. This has got to come to an end. The way you do it is by holding these agencies and these agency heads accountable. So we will start working in that line. The other thing we're going to do is use the same tool that they've used against us called reconciliation. The problem we've got is that Joe Biden can still veto it in the White House, so we're going to have to be selective in what we do. But they have done so many embarrassing things. And to begin to remove those uh, is going to be a very, you know, very, very front of mind topic for us to get back. All right. Well, Senator, we're going to leave it there. Safe travels uh, across North Carolina, then off to New Hampshire. And we look forward to seeing you back here in the Volunteer State very soon. Thank you, Todd. All the best. All right. Senator Bill Haggerty, uh, one of the good guys up on Capitol Hill, a great senator, great American patriot. He's out there across North Carolina. We're going to open up the phone lines uh, this hour of the program. Very curious to know how things are going in your state, in your communities. Are you seeing a level of intensity among Republican voters. Give us a call, 844-747-8868. That's a toll-free telephone number. You can also visit with us at toddsterns.com. Uh, Caleb Park, our great team of writers, uh, putting out some incredible content, exclusive content that you will not find anywhere else at toddsterns.com. We'll be right back. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 elections 
storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. So, Grace Baker, during the uh, the break, I was wandering around our palatial broadcast center, which is heavily fortified in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, you say you're wandering around old age. No, I, no, I was not. No. You did just turn 55. I, I, yeah, I didn't pull a Joe Biden, but I was wandering <laughs> around. I heard all this commotion outside. I thought, what in the world? Normally, it's very quiet here in the building. And so I, I hear all this commotion, and uh, Dalton Glasscock, who is our uh, chief executive officer, he runs the uh, the the, uh, the financials and everything. Yes, so he's the, he's the he's head the numbers honcho. guy. Yeah, he's the numbers guy. So anyway, I go in there, and we've been having a problem with the yellow jackets. Yes, I noticed this yesterday. It's so horrible. They're swarming the entire news bunker. They're outside my office window. So I think they're they're leftist, and I have no proof of this, but I think probably the local BLM chapter or somebody dropped those off. Oh, thanks a lot. But anyway, no, they're swarming, and so we're trying to – it's warming up here again, so it's going to be like 80-something degrees. It's ridiculous. So so the all the, uh, the bees and the hornets and the wasps and the yellow jackets are going bonkers. Ugh. So you're terrified of these things. I am. I hate bugs. Like, seriously. But my fear of the bug versus my fear of the bug getting away, the fear of the bug getting away is stronger. So I'll kill the bug. But, you know, if there's a guy around, like yesterday, our managing editor, Caleb Park, I was like, Caleb, there's a yellow jacket. You got to kill it. And man, he did. He took a newspaper and whacked that thing. So so um, it turns out there's like a big hornet's nest outside of the building. Oh, no. And the only way to access it, you know, we're a multi-story facility yes. here. So you need a giant ladder or you can just simply raise the window and take a very long shovel and you can try and knock the hornet's nest off and uh, into the um, onto the ground. Remind me to run very far away while this happens. Well, this is why there was a commotion because Uh-oh. as as they were trying to do that, the, oh, no. he inadvertently kicked the hornet's nest not on the ground but into our chief engineer's office. And this is not figurative because no, no, no. There are literal like hornets. So oh, no. and they're they're really upset, Grace. The hornets are very upset that we have destroyed their home. So now that I know this information, it's I'm like Hurricane keep the door Ian closed, and I am not coming out of here. For it's a like few Hurricane hours. Ian for the <laughs> Yellow Jacket community. It's oh, terrible. No. So anyway, that's all the. Uh, but we're trying to figure out how to get rid of all the Yellow Jackets. They keep coming back. They're just multiplying. I say, if anybody has any suggestions out there, we're open for it because it's you know otherwise you're going to spend hundreds of dollars. Having somebody come and... Eradicate them. Yes, pretty much exterminate them. Yes. Mass genocide. Hey, they're bugs. But whatever it takes. Oh, Joe Biden. Uh, I got to play this soundbite. Cut number 12, please. Gays and gentlemen. Gays and... Here's the deal. It's a difficult time. Gays and gentlemen. (laughs) Lesbians and ladies. Gays Gays and and gentlemen. gentlemen. (laughs) Ha! 
Grace. That's a good one. Grace. What I'm a, like, what was he trying to say? Gals and gentlemen? Yeah, I, because I, that doesn't remotely sound like ladies. It does not, does it? I don't Gays think and it, gentlemen. Gays and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, by the way, we've got that NBC reporter. Kyle has, has found this audio. Uh, the NBC News is very concerned about all you transgender voters out there. Uh, cut number five. Community. NBC Out reporter Joe Yerkeba joined us now with more on this. Joe, good morning to you. So first of all, how can voter ID laws create obstacles for transgender people? And where do we see some of the strictest voter ID laws? Sure, yeah. So voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have IDs without the name uh, that they go by and the gender marker that reflects how they present. And recent research shows that just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Um, and, you know, the states that have the strictest voter ID laws are mostly concentrated in the South and Midwest. So you're, you know, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Kansas. All right, there you go. Um, look, here's the deal. This, <laughs> uh, it just seems to me that if you're transgender and, you know, you show up at the polling place, just tell them. And, you know, if they demand to see proof, just take your wig off or whatever you got um, at your extra devices and say, uh, you know what, um, your accessorized uh, devices and say, no, it's really me. So because if you show up as a woman and you're really a man, the person, the poll watcher is going to say, you're a man, man. I'm just saying. All right. You know what? We're, hang tight. We're going to go to, we got to take a break here, but Jim from Lakeland, Tennessee is going to help us out with the Hornets. I mean, we're under attack here, people. I don't know what to say. It's, um, we're, we're hunkered down in the news bunker. Mike from Georgia on the line as well. We've got Monica Crowley coming up. A lot going on this hour of the program. <sighs> Grace, did Grace get stung? Uh, we'll check on Grace. All right, we'll be right back, America. 844-747-8868. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from free thinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Is that the bee? Is that the bees? The hornets? 
Good Lord. They're getting closer, Todd. I hear them coming. All right, Grace, calm down. Calm yourself. We're conservatives. We're Republicans. I'm about to hide under the table. But if those bees come after me, you're up. You people are on your own. Hey. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, let's go to the phones. Jim in uh, Lakeland, Tennessee, listening to us on KWAM. Jim, don't come anywhere around our broadcast center. We're under attack. I can understand that, but all you got to do to protect yourself is just outrun Grace. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, you can buy you can buy some uh, hornet spray that'll shoot twenty five feet. Is that right? And yes, if it comes in a can, it'll shoot twenty five feet. Also, for anybody or person that works in an area where you are, you're not allowed to have a gun, mace, or a stun gun. But nobody says you can't have a can of hornet spray because if you shoot somebody in the face with that, they're going down. Is that right? Now, Jim, I will say this: we're not NPR around here, so we're you know we've got a lot of a lot of the staff had their concealed carry, uh, but I just didn't feel it was appropriate to try to shoot the hornets. I, <laughs> that that well, could have I mean, been problematic. You can, you can shoot that hornet, especially while he's flying. Uh, that's a, that's a that's a good that's a very good marksman. Pretty good shot, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. So, so Hornet spray, Jim, and you say that should do the trick. Yeah, it'll do the trick. It'll shoot 25 or 30 feet. And I'm being serious. So anybody that does work in an area where you're not allowed to have a gun or a mace or something like that, you can carry a can of Hornet spray. I love and it. I promise you, you shoot somebody in the face with that, they're going down. It, it, it takes their breath. It does. It burns, it burns the heck out of their eyes. Jim, I, look, I appreciate the advice here, and uh, we'll take you up on that, and uh, we appreciate you listening to the Mighty 990 KWAM. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You see, our audience is so helpful. Um, I, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good friend Monica Crowley, host of the Monica Crowley Podcast. And Monica, you know, did you ever imagine that you would come on this program and find out what to do if you have an infestation of um, yellow jackets? You know, you never know what kind of helpful information you're going to get here on the Todd Starn Show. So it's always a joy to listen and to come on with you. I was just giving Senator Bill Haggerty restaurant suggestions. Uh, He's out campaigning for Ted Budd in North Carolina. So we just try to be helpful on the show, Monica. That's what we do here. We just try to be helpful. You're such a blessing to everybody, Todd. Monica, I I was so proud of you. I know you've been out on the campaign trail. You were with uh, Herschel Walker and just doing a terrific job. Uh, Before we get to Biden's speech last night, I'm just curious to know the mood, uh, especially in Georgia, where we have so many listeners. Yeah, you know, I did uh, a full monologue on my podcast about this yesterday. So please, everybody, check out the Monica Crowley podcast wherever you get your podcast because I did my whole open on what I found on the ground in Georgia. I was really fortunate to be asked to join the Herschel Walker campaign, join him on the bus, and speak at a number of his rallies on Monday across Georgia. And I was also really honored to be asked to introduce him at these rallies. So we had a fantastic time. And what I found, Todd, is that the energy and enthusiasm, not just for Herschel, uh, but for all Republican candidates in Georgia and really across the country where I've been, is off the charts. I mean, the people that I talk to every single day cannot wait to vote. Some have already voted. They couldn't wait to do that. Some are waiting for Election Day, as I like to do, because I don't like to give the Democrat communists a running start in terms of how much, how many votes they're going to need to make up. So I vote on 
on election day, but I know a lot of people uh, like voting early. I am not one of them. But everybody who I talked to, to a person, have said that they just could not wait to get out and vote. And a lot of people are making it into a party. Like they're grabbing their family, they're grabbing their friends, they go and vote, and then they go to lunch or they go to dinner or they have a drink or whatever it is. But they're making this into a very festive time. And I love to see it. It indicates to me that, you know, on Tuesday, we're going to have a pretty good night. Monica, I, I want to turn our attention to that that bizarre and despicable speech last night. Uh, your initial takeaway from what the president said. Well, it was, remember, he gave a similar speech a couple of weeks ago with the whole Hitlerian backdrop and the, their blood red lights and all of that. Well, they fixed the backdrop, although I, I must say, he gave the speech last night in Union Station in Washington, D.C., which used to be a spectacularly beautiful historic place. And thanks to Mayor Muriel Bowser and left-wing uh, governance over many years, has now turned into like a drug-infested homeless den. So he chose that location to give the speech. He did not have the blood-red lights this time, but the rhetoric was exactly the same, painting half the country 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump, people who are voting Republican this time. He painted all of us as enemies of the state. This is, once again, a very dangerous moment. It shows you that that first speech was not a mistake, and it was not a coincidence that he gave the exact same rhetoric this time around. Um, look, they, the, the, the left has decided that their messaging on these midterms was going to be centered on a couple of things, killing babies sex change operations for children, and a riot that happened two years ago. And now they are completely flummoxed by the fact that that messaging and those issues didn't resonate with a vast majority of Americans who care mostly about a weakening economy, inflation, sky-high gas prices, CRT and sexualization of our children in our schools, cities in collapse, the wide-open border, soaring crime, all of these issues, what people actually care about. So in their desperation, they wheeled out the so-called president to give this really dark and dangerous speech yet again last night. And they've also wheeled out Barack Obama and Bill Clinton. Um, so you know that they are in the, in case of emergency, break glass stage of this campaign, Todd. <laughs> oh, no um, no doubt about it. If they're having Biden give those kinds of speeches, which nobody listened to and nobody cares about, and wheeling out the old fossils of former Democratic presidents. You know what I find interesting, Monica? I don't know if you've noticed this, but over the past, I would say, two months or so, the Republican candidates have not been talking about 2020. They have not been talking about Donald Trump. They have been focused on the issues. Now, we're talking Carrie Lake, Herschel Walker. If you go down the list, um, it's interesting. The only people talking about the 2020 election are, you know, are the Democrats. Um, they're the ones that are bringing Trump up, but everybody seems to be focused, including the president, on making sure that we get these candidates elected in, in uh, on November 8th. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you got to prioritize, right? We're trying to save our country, and That's it's it. like saving a life. It, it liter literally is saving a life. And when you come upon an accident scene, you have to triage. So right now, we are focused on triage, which is getting as many Republicans elected 
on Tuesday as possible. You need to vote for every Republican in sight. I don't care if you have to hold your nose. I don't care if you've got sort of a lame candidate going in your community for dog catcher. You hold your nose and you vote for every Republican in sight because Tuesday needs to be even more than a message election. Todd, this needs to be for the Democrats an extinction level event. That's what we need to deliver on Tuesday. So grab your friends, grab your family, your colleagues, get out there and vote for every Republican up and down the ballot. A great advice from Monica Crowley. Uh, She is the host of the Monica Crowley podcast. We have a direct link on our live show blog, but you can find it wherever you get your podcast. And as you just heard, Monica said uh, she's got a full hour on uh, the campaign there in Georgia, her time out on the campaign trail. Monica, are they sending you back out on the road between now and Election Day? I have no plans for that yet, although my good friend Lee Zeldin, who's the Republican candidate for governor of New York, where he actually has a real chance. He's running even if not slightly ahead of the accidental Democratic governor, Kathy Hochul, who's been an absolute mess. Um, I may go out and and do some additional events for him uh, between now and Tuesday. But everybody, I just really, between now and then, volunteer whatever you can to make sure that these races are clean. Okay, so volunteer your time, your resources, and or your expertise. Uh, Volunteer your time to be a poll watcher, poll observer. Uh, Resources donate to your local candidates or your statewide candidates or your gubernatorial candidates if you can. And if you're an attorney, volunteer your services if there are legal challenges to the ballot or to the results. The left does this all day long. They have armies of people doing this kind of thing. And our side is busy, you know, living our lives, working, raising our families, going to church. We don't have necessarily time to do this, but now we've got to make the time because this country is hanging by a thread and we need all hands on deck. All right, Monica, we're going to leave it there. Great advice, great workout on the campaign trail, and it's going to be a fun couple of days. It certainly will be very interesting, Todd, and I look forward to hopefully, God willing, celebrating with you after the election i cannot wait i will have the prosecco ready to go so (laughs) (laughs) all right monica monica crowley everybody host of the monica crowley podcast you got to get this podcast she does such a great job very insightful and really entertaining interviews again that's the monica crowley podcast available at toddsterns.com folks we got to take a quick break this is the todd Stearns radio show This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply.
Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're sort of we're sort of in hunker down mode. The building is under attack. We have hundreds, if not thousands, hundreds of thousands of these yellow jackets. Grace Baker, Grace, you're soldiering on. You're not under the desk like Obama. You're just taking it like a woman. <laughs> well, if, you're standing firm. Well, Todd, if you notice, I have the door closed. That's I'm not true. going out of here. No, no I I'm don't blame you. right where I'm at. All right, so we were able to pull in our chief executive officer who's been on the front lines of the fight against the 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 yellow jackets now dalton glasscock um we explained to the to the audience that you put all of our lives in jeopardy mere moments ago when you tried to knock that you were supposed to knock the the beehive out of the building and instead it landed in the building it's a war zone so if you heard screaming during the show i don't think the soundproofing captured chuck and i screaming while we were trying to beat the hornets on the ground so chuck condren is our chief engineer one of the best in the business iheart radio back in the day so the update that we have now is that the professionals have arrived and we have backups uh so they are currently examining all the hornets nests but right before i came on here it was almost late because uh, we found one about the size of your head um, upstairs you found a bee the size of a my, nest a nest but you could probably fit about 200 hornets in it sweet lord yeah the, i mean you can fit a lot of those things in there so james pest control is like the official pest control of the todd stearns radio program they came ready for battle and the, well they're gonna yeah good so we're talking about extinction level event that's what monica crowley said about the democrats but the, the hornets are going down i'm actually kind of disappointed i was enjoying taking them out and i think i was on about hive number five and i still did not get stung so i think they're not as dangerous as you've been leading the uh, audience to believe no they're dangerous well it's grace baker she's terrified of these things grace well yeah i'm terrified they sting and they hurt well, I think you welcome me. I think Todd purposely hid one in his office when I showed up today, <laughs> thinking that it would make me take quicker action on getting rid of them. See, because really, Todd's the scaredy cat. No, he doesn't want to. No, no, you no, are no. correct. No, I look. I I'm just look. We had a caller from Lakeland who said we've got to get the spray, and he said not only is that spray good because <laughs> it'll knock out the the bees from like twenty feet, but he said if you work in an environment where you're not allowed to pack heat. You're, you can you should bring that with you because it will burn the living daylights out of anybody it touches. I'm not sure if that's legal. So uh, it is definitely not. The only thing I've seen Todd probably more scared of is probably the chipmunks at a uh, Disney Disney. Oh yeah, those were bad. All right, for the record, oh, he just we were. Him. I was giving a speech at the Pacific Justice Institute. We had breakfast at the Grand Californian Resort, a very nice resort. A very nice resort. Sitting down, and all of a sudden, for breakfast, they announce over the intercom system, "Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Chip and Dale review." And I, I panicked because I'm thinking. They're going to be nude guys, half nude guys dancing through this restaurant at Disneyland, but it wasn't Chip and Dale. It was Chip and Dale, which are these what gerbils? They're chi- just chipmunks. Chipmunks. Get your mind out of the gutter. It's in, their, on, na- it's in their name. I'm not in the gutter. I don't know what they're. They're like little critters. They're and so critters. anyway, I'm you know instead of dancing with the children, you know I'm trying to eat my breakfast, and uh, what I don't know which one's the male and the other's the female. I think I they're think, both males. Yeah, they're both males because I watched a movie. Oh, they're both males. I see. I well, we don't burn. judge. Anyway, it's a new day at Disney. So you got Chip and Dale, and uh, they're out there cavorting about, and and they make a beeline for me. And they could tell yeah, that I knew. just wanted to eat my scrambled eggs. They, the next no. thing you know, they're trying to dance with me, and I don't know where the paws have been. They smell fear. It's just like the hornets. They smell fear. That's why they gravitate towards you. <laughs> Jeez, Alou. So this is my life, ladies and gentlemen. This is my life. Living in fear? 
No, not living in fear. I'm just, I just want to be able to eat my scrambled eggs in peace. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, Dalton Glasscock uh, from Stearns Media Group. And uh, Dalton, you're very involved in Republican politics. Uh, curious to know, first of all, how are things going in Kansas, your home state? And then broadly, from a young Republican's perspective, uh, how are things How are things going? Yeah, I mean, I think in Kansas, things are tight. Uh, and I think you see that actually in a lot of races across the country where you have 50-50. I do think that Republicans will pull it out. I mean, Kansas has not elected um, a Democrat to the United States Senate since 1932. We're the largest held seat by any uh, party in U.S. Senate history. However, Kansas actually do, do have a history of sending Democrats to a gubernatorial office. And so Derek Schmidt is in an uphill battle, but I think he's going to uh, finish it. Derek's a fantastic candidate. I know he's crisscrossing the state every single day uh, trying to defeat Laura Kelly. And uh, I think you're going to see that carry really down the ballot. Jerry Moran, uh, our U.S. senator, really has no competition. And I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't break, you know, 60 60 to 70 percent and he does a great job and of course we have tons of listeners on the big talker there in wichita kqam a great radio station um i i'm curious to know from a young republican's perspective what are the big issues that you guys are are dealing with as far as gen z young and and the millennials i think the big issue for everybody and this is you know cross-generational is the economy i think you know it was bill clinton one of his advisors said it's the economy stupid and i think it still is the economy people vote with their pocketbook and they're going to vote when they're going to vote against someone when they're seeing it hit their pocketbook. And I think that's the Democrats' worst advantage going into this election. And I have to imagine that a lot of people your age, you know, you've been working, you worked a lot of jobs in college, you were very involved in, in lots of things. But at the end of the day, there are a lot of kids today that are, you know, the, the, the Starbucks guy, you know, weeping because he had to work 25 hours and go to school full time. I think, and then, you know, looking at loan forgiveness, I think a lot of people your age are looking at that and saying, wait a second. No, there's no freebies in America. You got to work your butt off. Well, no, people are looking at it. I mean, there's an affordability housing crisis across the country. You know, particularly in Wichita, I Googled the other day, the lowest house I could find for rent was like, you know, $550. And in Wichita, that's pretty high comparatively. I mean, that, that's not for some re- areas of this country. But you see that across the board where young people, if you can't invest in a home and you can't start your life, then you're setting yourself up, you know, with hundreds of thousands of dollars of student debt, plus you can't afford a home. And you're not able to get a job in the workforce, plus your groceries are expensive. They're going to be voting against the party that they see is directly responsible for those catastrophes. And and again, they're having the Democrats are having a difficult difficult time getting the young vote out, which is which is pretty much a typical thing in the election cycles. Well, and you know what we've seen, you know, in most of the races across the country are we don't. We don't have the best candidates all the time, and so we have to win on the issues, and I think we do win on the issues. And that's what people are talking about. I think you're absolutely right on that, and people are talking about the issues. You're going to be able to talk about those issues coming up, 844-747-8868. Dalton Glasscock from Wichita. Good to see you, Dalton. Watch out for those bees. We'll be... This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, 
remain our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us! That's right! I love this American! Starns. You know what I what I really hope is going to happen on election day is that a lot of these Democrats are going to wake up and realize that I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about the leftist. I'm talking about the liberal Democrats. Those are people who are patriots. They love their country. They are completely off their rocker when it comes to their politics, but at least they love America. It, those are the people that you can have a conversation with, you can have a debate with. But the progressives, the radical leftists, those people are gone, just completely gone. But I would like to think that even liberal Democrats are beginning to realize the error of their ways, realizing that, you know what, we've made a mistake here. We have, we've, we've trusted the Democrats year after year after year, and now they have turned our cities into hellholes. But even then, I don't know if that's going to be enough. Do you think that we're going to be able to sway some Democrats over to the Republican way of thinking? You know, I think about in in Memphis, Tennessee, for example, where we are a majority-minority city. The minorities here in Memphis are very conservative socially, and yet they continue to vote for people like Steve Cohen. I just don't get that. You've got... You've got people here in this city, when they run for office, all they do to be elected is put their face, because skin color is very important here in Memphis. When it comes to electing people, skin color is very important. So typically, what will happen is you'll have somebody running for office, and their campaign posters and all of their imaging, it's very simple. It's the person's face, their name, along with the word Democrat. And as long as they're the right skin color and the right political party, they're going to win office. It doesn't matter what they believe. And then what happens for the next however many years, the good citizens of Memphis, Tennessee, will complain about rising crime. They'll complain about businesses leaving the city because they don't want their employees subjected to to murder and mayhem. They complain when you can't even drive around town without getting caught up in carjackings. You can't even fill your gasoline tank up at the Kroger gas station because somebody's going to come and stick a gun in your face and threaten to blow your blow your brains out. I mean, that's the reality of living in Memphis, Tennessee. Do you know in the past, what, five or six days that about 21, 22 people have, have been shot, seven or eight people killed in Memphis? I mean, that's not even happening in New York City. Just last night, you had two police officers that were injured. They were trying to stop some guy at a gas station. You know what the guy did? He revved his car and tried to literally run over a police officer. The police officer lands on the hood of the car, 
and then tumbles to the ground. Fortunately, he's going to be okay. The other officer opens fire, and do you know how the local media covered it? They're wondering if, you know, if it was a justifiable shooting. Well, of course it was. I mean, sometimes you really wonder about these reporters. They hate cops so much, and we know we know the local media is biased, and that's why they hate us because we just we just tell we tell stories, we tell it like it is, we present both sides. But when you got a bad guy and he's trying to run over a cop, yeah, you know what? You're justified in shooting the bad guy. But I've always been curious because Memphis is a beautiful city. It's one of the greatest cities in America. I was born here. It's the hometown of Elvis Presley. Justin Timberlake is from here. We have the best barbecue in America, hands down. We've got good people here. we got the best fried chicken in America. i got to go to Gus's. Very good. We've got good people here. As a matter of fact, there are more charitable organizations per capita in Memphis, Tennessee, than any other place in America. We have a great, we have great schools here. Well, we did. But now the, the city has really been turned into a war zone. Didn't need to be that way, but it is. And I'm wondering, how do you convince a lifelong Democrat to vote Republican? What is it going to take? I mean, are we talking – because, again, you know, in Memphis, it's as if the city stopped on the day that MLK was assassinated at the Lorraine Motel – in downtown Memphis. It's, it's like time stopped. And everything in Memphis, everything is seen through a racial lens. Everything. It doesn't seem to bother people that the Democrat Party, they're the party of hate. The Democrat Party, they're the party that tried to stop the Civil Rights Act from being passed. They don't seem to mind the fact that it was the Democrat Party that advanced Jim Crow laws. It was the Republican Party that's been the party of freedom and liberty. A good friend of this program, and you've heard him before, his name is Pastor Fred Tappen. He's a, a black pastor, very successful man. He's running for the state house, and he's running as a Republican. Just the other day, from his church parking lot, they were holding a fall festival. And while they were holding the fall festival, somebody came in and stole the pastor's truck from the church, which is surrounded by a big fence because of all the crime. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You know, they complain about it, but they still vote for the Democrats who implement these policies that are anti-cop. We don't have enough police officers patrolling the streets of Memphis, Tennessee. And that's because the progressive Democrats on the city council, and yes, I know I know our city council were nonpartisan, but they're Democrats, one and all, and they hate the police. And they would rather the citizens of Memphis live in fear. That's, I mean, it's it's sad to say that it's happening here. It doesn't have to be that way, but it is. And I'm wondering... What is it going to take for a Democrat to become a Republican and vote for freedom and liberty? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. And I only ask that because, you know, crime is spilling over into the suburbs here now, and people are beginning to freak out. And you should freak out. 
I mean, we're starting to see the smash and grab robberies and all that kind of stuff happening in the suburbs of Memphis as the thugs travel to other areas. They're mobile, the thugs are. They'll drive, and what's fascinating is they uh, race. We have this big loop, this interstate loop around Memphis called I-240, and they actually, the, the thugs and the drug dealers will actually race each other around the loop during rush hour. You'll have guys going 120, 130 miles an hour zigzagging through traffic, and if you think the shootings are bad, I mean, I think maybe it's probably neck and neck between um, as far as the cause of death. Is it a gunshot wound or a car accident? But there are not enough police officers to do anything about it, none whatsoever. All that to say, I I hope the citizens, the citizens of Memphis have the opportunity and the ability, they have the power to fix this. But if all you're going to do is get up on election day and vote for somebody because they are a certain skin color or because they have a Democrat after their name, a D after their name, you're never going to fix anything. And that's sad. That is sad. 844-747-8868, that's our toll-free telephone number. You folks in Georgia, Raphael Warnock, this guy is a piece of work. We have some audio from a church sermon that he gave. Uh, Raphael Warnock, we've been telling you this guy is a communist. I mean, he real, and he's a communist sympathizer, but he may be a flat-out communist. He wants to kill babies, but take a listen to Cut Six. I, I'm so sick and tired of all of these folk talking about socialistic medicine. You're giving in to socialism. And I really get upset when I hear Christians in the midst of this debate talking about socialism. They ought to go back and read Acts chapter 2, where the Bible says that the church had all things in common. We don't have all things in common, but certainly we have some things in common, and there are some things that you can't build a gate around. Folk, Folk talking as if they know what they're talking about using words and labels instead of engaging in analysis. You don't solve the problem simply by calling something socialism. There are some things that we have in common. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You have a Democrat United States senator embracing socialism and criticizing those who oppose socialism. I just want you to be aware of what you're voting for in the state of Georgia on election day uh let's go to the phones here 844-747-8868 charlie in north carolina listening to us on the talk station now charlie i understand you are an ex-democrat is that right that is correct and not only an ex-democrat i was a ex-hyper activist uh who uh, helped obama get elected the first time very enthusiastically the second time holding my nose not so enthusiastic and uh, after the fiasco of uh, the rigged primary with uh, uh, who I now call Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, who I thought I wanted, you know, they stole it from him. But uh, his response to having uh, the primary stolen from him uh, totally disillusioned me. And I lived to reexamine my beliefs. And, uh, yes, I do agree that the social, uh, the Democratic Party, uh, I think it's been outright infiltrated by the CCP and uh Socialism and communism is not what I really want. 
And uh, and and that that's not to say that uh, you know the reason I was uh, uh, such a uber activist is because uh, I was anti-war and was uh, uh, very upset with uh, George W. Bush for uh, invading Iraq on false pretenses and uh, getting us into the uh, what twenty-year quagmire of, of Afghanistan. So I mean, I still have those feelings, but uh, the Democrats are not a opposition party. And uh, when I saw the uh, what I disliked about the Republicans uh, going uh, anti-Trump, that that sold me on Trump. And uh, now I'm a, I'm I'm a reformed Democrat, and uh, I'm uh, strongly in the in the Trump camp. And uh, you know that's that's where I stand. Charlie, and, uh, are you Charlie? Are are you, what about your friends? People that might might have been Democrats, maybe they still are. Are you able to to sway them over to the Republican way of thinking? Uh, you know, they have been so black-pilled. Uh, I've got a daughter that won't talk to me anymore Wow! over that because she, cause she, just because I had questions about uh, COVID, the origins of it, and, uh, and uh, uh, hesitancy about the vaccination, which I haven't taken, uh, I have been banished from her life. And, uh, in fact, all the women in my life, be they friends or relatives or daughters, uh, you know, they're back in Minnesota. They're so black-pilled, I, I can't even talk to them about it mm. or, or be banned because I've been banned <laughs> in some cases. And the ones that haven't banned me, it's just something I just can't talk about. It, it's really sad, and, and it really does make me sad. Charlie, it's the brainwashing. I mean, this is this is coming from your yeah. public education system, you know, and th- this idea. And if you remember years ago, Obama, when he would talk about Thanksgiving and the holidays, he wanted he wanted the young Americans. These would have been the young millennials at the time. He wanted them to confront their conservative family members and actually start arguments at the Thanksgiving and the Christmas tables, uh, because again, this is an effort to divide our families. And, and I'm so sorry to hear that, but maybe just maybe they'll they'll come around eventually. Well, I hope so because, like in the I I came of age in the '70s. You know, to me being. Uh, uh, a liberal Democrat meant, you know, like a, uh, somebody should be able to negotiate with the boss for a fair wage for a fair day's pay and stuff like that. You know, it didn't mean transgenderism and, you know, uh, this uh, this reverse racism that, that we've come to with this critical race sure. theory. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, going from, from that mindset, you know, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. Mm. And, you know, what it, what it meant to be a liberal then means nothing uh, what it means to be a liberal now and it, to be a liberal now is just like i can't fathom how anybody can't see what's going on and and, and still clings to that it's just it's frightening to me we got to wake up you america know? and uh, charlie appreciate your call and thanks for sharing about your journey uh we are opening up the phone lines this hour 844-747-8868 that is our toll-free telephone number that's 844-747-8868 you know we talk a lot about patriot mobile they're america's only christian conservative wireless carrier and we love these guys uh, they are just out there on the front lines fighting for our freedom uh, they're at cpac there are a lot of the big events around the nation the conservative gatherings, and they have been so effective this election cycle. Uh, One of the things they do is they take a portion of the money they make, and they give that to candidates, and they support causes that that we care about. 
Uh, not only that, they just have a terrific wireless service. And if you'd like to get information, go to patriotmobile.com slash Todd. Again, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. Use my name, Todd, as your promo code, and they're going to give you free premier activation they're also going to throw in a free gift now they have a plan to fit any budget if you're if you're just wanting something for your house maybe you want something for your business they're going to be able to help you out you can also give them a call 972 patriot that's 972 patriot but you got to use my promo code todd this is a red alert for hard-working Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. All right, folks, coming up, our good buddy Jack Hibbs out in Southern California, great pastor, very involved in politics out there. We're going to get a lay of the land from him. In the meantime, let's go back to the phones, 844-747-8868. Rod in Gainesville, Georgia on the line. Rod, what say you? Yes, sir. Uh, I was thinking, you know, everybody's talking about the speech last night or whatever it was. I told the young lady I wouldn't waste my time fooling with that. But I was telling her that I have friends that are not voting. And I told them, I said, a no vote is a yes vote for the person on the other side. And it's like that that last guy talking about people, his family, you know, and stuff. It's uh, crazy. It's just it is crazy, Rod, and and I think you're right. Uh, to, to anybody who says they're not going to vote, that is a vote for the other side. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I told him. I said, your vote is not a Valentine. You don't have to like the person. <laughs> I mean, that's true. You got to vote. You got to vote. I mean, it's it's ridiculous how crazy people get with this stuff. Rod, you're absolutely right, and um, we've just got to do we, – we know what we have to do. And, uh, folks, I, if there's anybody out there saying, well, we shouldn't go vote, don't listen to those people, period. Rod, appreciate the call. Thank you. We're coming up on the break. Uh, this just in, CNBC has booted Shepard Smith. Remember him, Shep Smith? He was that far-leftist lunatic over at Fox News. May I just say something? Um, early on, I really liked – Shep Smith. But something happened. Something changed in Shep. He was a fine journalist, a fine news reporter. But then uh, he allowed himself to be consumed with the liberalism, the Trump derangement syndrome. 
You know, I saw him actually growl like a dog at a preacher once. It happened at Fox News. You know, I should tell that story one of these days. Uh, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Forming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Be sure to make plans now to join us for Election Day and Election Night coverage. In addition to our regular three-hour nationwide show, Monday through Friday, that's noon to 3 Eastern, uh, we will be hosting election coverage for six hours starting at 7 o'clock Eastern time. That's 7 o'clock Eastern when the polls begin to close in the Eastern, Eastern along the Eastern Seaboard. And uh, Grace Baker, Kyle, the whole team will be here, plus all sorts. I think we're going to have 25 or 30 people involved in our election night coverage. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you'll be able to follow that on ToddSterns.com. All right, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. One of my favorite people in the world, um, a great patriot, a great pastor, uh, you have seen him preach. Uh, you've seen him at the Attorney Point USA events with Charlie Kirk, talking about our good friend from Southern California, Calvary Chapel, Jack Hibbs. Pastor Jack, good to have you back with us. My goodness, Todd. I was wondering when you are going to call me again, brother. Well, you're a hard man to get a hold of. You know, Charlie <laughs> Kirk has you doing everything, so it's... <laughs> yeah. Oh, we love Charlie. He's a good guy. You know, we were down together uh, in Anaheim. Just It was a quick trip in and out for the Pacific Justice Institute Gala, and uh, Charlie uh, delivered a great speech. And I will say this. He mentioned you at least eight times during that speech. Oh, my goodness. I Wow. I, I wanted to attend that event. I had the privilege of being uh, in, the, in the Sierra Mountains with my grandkids, but uh, my goodness, apparently I missed something. <laughs> Oh, it was great. Uh, so I'm just passing that along. So you might want to send them, I don't know, a um, you know a box of moon pies or you know goo goo clusters. Uh, that's what we do in Memphis, at least. So that's perfect. I'll do it, Pastor. Um, midterm elections, and of course, California. You guys are in a tough spot with uh, being controlled by the Democrats, supermajority. But I am curious if you are seeing any Republicans making um, making some headway there. Yeah, Todd, you know what we're seeing right now here? It's, it kind of goes like this. Maybe the illustration would be that the Titanic eventually hits the bottom. Uh, and, and we think from what we're seeing by the uh, excitement, by the motivation of not only Republicans, but listen to this, independent and even some Democrats 
realizing, for example, you and I talked about Proposition 1 not too long ago. This is Gavin Newsom's uh, murderous bill regarding uh, the the birthday abortion uh, thing. This has motivated people. People are saying, wait a minute, I'm I'm a Democrat, but that's just too far. So we're seeing a lot of excitement in California, believe it or not. And we're seeing a lot of great people, many of them of, of faith, run for office, local office. We've got, we've got some running for state office and uh, for Congress as well. So we're excited. And I have to tell you, being born and raised here in California and all the fighting that we do here to try to get something good to happen, uh, we're going to keep holding the line here in California, but uh, we're excited about the way things are trending. People are lit up. People want their freedoms back, and we might have hit the bottom as the Titanic goes, and there's only one direction, and that's up. Pastor, I'm curious what the big issues are out there. Um, me personally, I know this is going to sound weird, but it really is. It goes back to the pandemic and the draconian shutdowns and the punishment of of our fellow countrymen simply because they didn't want to get a, a vaccine or they wanted to go to church on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I, we believe that we are going to see what I would like to uh, couch in the sense of some righteous indignation. This is an opportunity. We've got to remember California, Gavin Newsom was extremely hard on the Californians and they they sense, I believe, a little sense of vengeance in their vote. They, uh, they want to, uh, in fact, the more you hear the CDC and even uh, Joe Biden's administration say, hey, we, we had it wrong, that really resonates out here. Uh, so people, there's a, there's a part of a vote that's vengeance on it. Uh, people want to get their lives back. Uh, there's also the sense that uh, we have now cities in California that were formerly the iconic places to move to, they, they were under now complete Democrat rule. I mean, like complete. And the property values have plummeted. The, the drug use, homelessness, unsafe, that people, again, Democrats are saying, that's enough. This is too far. And so uh, people are pushing back. And I, I, I'm, I believe so much, Todd, what I'm telling you right now, that if California doesn't turn around in this uh, election next week, I don't think she's ever going to turn around. It's, it's come to that point. But remember, Todd, just south of us is the U.S.-Mexican border. The border issue's a big deal. Uh, fentanyl is a big deal here. Much of fentanyl, California's a gateway to the nation on this. But the biggest thing right now, from what we understand, from what we've been hearing, and the media attention has been Proposition 1. The right for a child to be born is really important. And the national narrative is the Democrats are saying reproductive rights, reproductive rights. Well, in California, they've gone so extreme on reproductive rights that they're willing now to kill a baby halfway out of the womb on its birthday. So we're making that very well known. We're, we're making sure Gavin Newsom owns his Proposition 1, which is a no vote on Prop 1. If people want more information, they can go to Stop Prop, the number one, stopprop1.com, and find out what they can do to uh, pray 
and to tell their friends in California, make sure they vote no on Prop 1. Pastor Jack Hibbs is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line this afternoon. JackHibbs.com is the website. And by the way, we have a link to that over on the uh, the website. Pastor, uh, you've been very outspoken. Uh, you were outspoken in the early days of the pandemic. You've been uh, outspoken on politics. Um, I'm curious if you've gotten any blowback as a result of that over the over these past couple of years. Um, absolutely none whatsoever. Really? Zero. <laughs> Zero blowback. In fact, look, in fact, Todd, people have flocked to our church because they live in a world as Christians that meets them every Monday morning. They get slapped with reality. Hmm. And so what we do is we teach the Word of God, we preach the Word, we, we, we have people accepting Christ, and we're baptizing them. And oh, by the way, we can chew gum and preach at the same time, which means we make sure that people know that their Christianity is to be lived out in a relevant way, so we give them the answers to the wokeness, to the doctrine of BLM, for example. We give them the answer, what does the Bible say about the pro-life versus pro-death agenda? And so because of that, Todd, people have flocked because they have found practical Christianity here. You see, that's and I think that's what's missing in a lot of churches, Pastor, because you've you've got a generation of younger ministers that are out there, evangelicals, telling the church to disengage from the political process, that you shouldn't have an American flag anywhere on your church property. Uh, they're, they're, I think the latest term is uh, Christian nationalism, and our good right. friend Dr. Robert Jeffers is on the program earlier this week, and uh, he dismissed that notion right away. <laughs> exactly, and I love him. And, and and the deal is this. I take that as a badge of honor. Number one, I'm a monarchist, technically. I believe in a king. His name's Jesus, and he's coming back. So I, I'm not going to let anyone put a label on me that I'm some Christian nationalist. D- does America have a unique founding that is unlike any other nation on the history of mankind? Yes. Uh, Was this nation led by those who believed in the Judeo-Christian worldview value? Yeah. Here's the deal. They are terrified that Christians might actually get up and obey the Bible and choose today whom they're going to serve in the ballot box. That's what's happening, Todd. We're getting labeled by these news groups because, and these political pundits because they realize, oh my goodness, there's a sleeping giant that's waking up in California. So we better discredit them, label them, make fun of them to intimidate them. Guess what? It's not working. We can tell we're over the target by how much flack we're receiving by and from the wokesters and from the radical left. You see, I love this, and you are so right. I've had a chance to to be at the church and speak, and the spirit of the congregation there. And you know, a lot of people when they think of California, they don't think that there's a vibrant Christian community, but there is not only a vibrant community, but you guys are out there sharing your faith and you're living out your faith in the public marketplace, Pastor. It's really exciting. It is exciting, and you know what? If anyone's listening right now and their Christianity is boring, then you're doing it wrong. I love it. 
Pastor, I love it. Uh, we're going to get you back on Election Day, um, and uh, we, we want to find out what's happening there. Uh, we're keeping close tabs on California, all the races around the nation. Uh, but, Pastor, most importantly, you know, I think if we're really going to return America back to what it was meant to be, what our founding fathers meant it to be, we've got to get back to the church. We've got to get back to our roots. A hundred percent right, and that's why I have hope. I don't mean to slam Canada or Norway or any other country, but let's remember this. No nation has got the founding that we've enjoyed, and if you don't believe me, friends, you can just read, for example, Sam Adams. Just read what Samuel Adams wrote. Read what Jonathan Mayhew wrote, or John Hancock, or even Benjamin Franklin. Read what they wrote in their own words about what they thought about the Bible and about God and America. And that, I tell you what, that will light your rocket. Pastor, we're going to leave it there. Always good hearing from you. You're doing well otherwise. You have a good trip up to the Sierra Nevada? We had a great time. Thank you, Todd, for asking. Good. It's a be- it's beautiful area. Um, you know, yeah. year- years ago, I worked in Sacramento, and it was nice because you were an hour away from Tahoe, an hour right. from Yosemite, and uh, then the Bay Area. So um, beautiful area yeah. up there. It really is. We enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, Pastor. Look, one of these days, we have to get you out to Memphis. I would love it. All right. Well, Where- Wherever you're at, I want to be. we got to make that happen. All right. Pastor Jack Hibbs, everybody, and uh, we just love him. We appreciate his great ministry out there, and he's just a good man. Uh, Pastor, thank you. Folks, we've got to take a break. 844-747-8868. We're going to go to open lines here for the rest of the uh, the show. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. folks coming up tomorrow on the big show uh, checking in with our good friend robert kahaley from trafalgar group uh, one of the top polling uh, agencies out there uh, we're going to get uh, the latest intel from him as we head into the weekend and of course uh, right now five days until the midterm elections let's go to the phones here 844-747-8868 alaska rick on the line hey rick what's going on Hey, Todd. Uh, dodging snowflakes. How you doing? <laughs> well, I bet you're dodging a lot of snowflakes, my friend. <laughs> Literally three inches of snow last night. Woo! Mercy. Oh, yeah. Hey, I wanted to... Uh, in Alaska, of course, we're four hours behind the East Coast. And in 2020, you guys all went to bed thinking Donald Trump had won that election. And we watched what they were doing in real time. Now, on Tuesday night, you're going to be online. You're going to be doing the election show. I'm going to be watching. What do we do when we're ahead and they shut down the counting at 10, 11 o'clock at night? And then the following morning, we find out we, we lost. Yeah, that's a good question, Rick. Uh, a couple of things. This is a little different than 2020 because we don't have a nationalized race. So, uh, it, for, again, if there is going to be a steal, they're going to have to work pretty hard at it. You know, the concern is they only have to they only have to work a steal in a couple of key states. For example, Georgia, uh, Arizona, and Pennsylvania, maybe Wisconsin, and they're going to be able to maintain control of at least the the U.S. Senate. 
we're going to be on this, Rick, and I, I don't want to get into hypotheticals here, but if we're in a situation where the Democrats pull out victories in the House and the Senate next Tuesday, I think you're going to have a lot of people, a lot of people very angry about that. And, and we'll talk about that when that moment comes, if it comes. But I am hopeful that we're going to be able to stop the steal this go around. Well, me too, sir. I I hear everybody. I watch all of the polls, and it just seems like everybody's way too positive and are counting their chickens before they're hatched. And well, I just think it's time to buy more animals. Yeah, look, um, yeah, look. The uh, we're not counting chickens. Uh, I think you have to take the the polls with a grain of salt. But I will say this: it's a good indicator, and things are looking good right now. And I think Republicans, uh, you got to get out there. You got to go do your due diligence, grab your neighbors, get them out to vote, and let's see what happens. So, Rick, appreciate the call. Good luck to you out there in Alaska. Let's go to Scott in Statesville, North Carolina. Scott, what's going on for you? Hello, how are you, sir? I'm well, thank you. Uh, listen, I'm going to work the polls, and everything's been going on around our country with this whole, uh, well, first of all, the Democrats are a pox upon our nation at this point in time. So we, a friend gave me a shirt called Donkey Pox, and uh, so I'm having a little fun with it. I'm setting up a vaccination booth at the polls to give everybody the vaccination, which is a list of Republican candidates to vote for, and uh <laughs> Anyway, we'll be in South Row Inn at the library down here. Um, you want to send them down our way? We'd love to give them what they need to. Scott, we have a lot. We have a lot of listeners in Statesville now. Where exactly is the dunk? Is the donkey pox? Uh, where is that medical tent going to be? It's going to be at the South Row Inn Library in China Grove, North Carolina, uh, this afternoon. And then on election day, it will be in Cleveland, North Carolina, at the library. I see. I see. Well, I'm just look, Scott. You're a great American patriot. I mean, you recognize there's a great pandemic, the donkey pox, and you've got the cure. And I, I just think this is great. And uh, you're not charging a single penny. I mean, you're <laughs> you're doing your civic duty. <laughs> Um, I'm having fun with the terrible situation uh, as best I can. That, that's what you have to do, Scott. Uh, good for you. Good luck. I hope business is brisk, and uh, let's hope that we can uh, we can have a lot of great stories about people cured of their donkey pox. So, Scott, thank you for that. <laughs> let's go to Let's go to Susan, Gainesville, Georgia. Hey, Susan, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. <laughs> you know. All this stuff about the Pelosi thing is really, really sad, and I feel bad for the whole family. But as I'm thinking of this, my point here is three points, but I'm going to make one. How is it legal, we know it's unethical, for the commander-in-chief of the United States, while addressing the world, to use alleged information such as was said to be made by David DePape, we all know that's about to be true or false, but belonging to an ongoing criminal investigation. This used to be America, innocent until proven guilty. I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but how can the president of the United States infer anything about the situation, about the criminal investigation? Susan, I mean, that is a great question, and and that was one of the more egregious things he did because the, the investigation is still underway. And But even if though it's still underway, we know based on the information we have already seen, there's no way that guy is a Republican, a conservative, a Trump supporter. It's just simply not true. 
But again, this president peddles in lies, and we're, we're here to call him out on it every single day. Susan, got to run. Hey, folks, tomorrow, open line Friday. Get ready, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.